<laughs> I don't have that problem. <laughs> We've just left our hair, everybody. Welcome to <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Rogue Tulas Presents Chatty with Agnes and Cecilia. Today we are without Agnes, our usual co-host, Agnes Amos Coleman, uh, because she is still away on travel. So hi, Agnes, and, and as Agnes always likes to greet our global audiences everywhere, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm Cecilia Sepp, uh, the other co-host, and today we are here with our now regular guest, Michael Butera, who is an expert in board relations and building organizational capacity, and today's topic is building board capacity. So I'll throw it over to Michael for him to introduce himself. And Michael, if you could explain to us what you mean by board capacity. Well, thanks and uh, welcome to everybody. Uh, I'm Michael Butera, obviously. I run a small consultancy of my own, and I'm so uh, pleased to be a part of the Rogues Tulip uh, Network. So let, let's start with this idea of what, what organization, in this case, what board capacity is. And it's really quite simple. Let's don't make it complex. It's the elements of knowledge and learning that advance the mission of the organization. That's all capacity is, the, the elements of knowledge and learning that advance the mission of the organization. What's important here is that boards learn to be a board team that they're, you know, they're not just followers of the chair, uh, that they have an obligation to learn about being a board, not simply about the particular discipline that the organization represents or the industry that the organization represents. So uh, to the extent that we can uh, have boards understand this idea of being a good team, of having to learn and to have knowledge about what being a board is, is what, what are the elements of uh, a, a good board. And it's a lot more than their legal responsibilities. You know, we're gonna get through that. That's, that. that's pretty easy. Somebody's gonna tell them you have to do this once a year and so forth and so on, and that'll be done. That is not what we're talking. We're talking much more about the idea of improving their own performance mm -hmm. in fulfillment of their mission. Great. and. That is, I think, a wonderful explanation of board capacity and is succinct and easy to remember. And one of the other things about what you've just said, Michael, is I think it does help create that focus to get people away from like the year of the chair, uh, right. where I think we've all seen that, where it's like, oh, it's my turn to be chair. I want to do a book or it's my turn to be chair. I want to have a new conference or whatever their pet project happens to be. And I think building that board capacity and that larger understanding might keep people from getting distracted like that. Yeah, one, one of the uh, kind of uh, poor traditions of, of the association community is this idea that, uh, you know, when someone becomes the chair of the press and whatever the appropriate title is in the organization, that they, they see themselves as being uh, the leader of the organization in the context of where it should go. Well, what they really need to be is a facilitator of the board as a team so that the organization goes over time. So, you know, what's the name of the conference? That's not, that's not a strategic decision. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> as, as I, I, I've mentioned before, you know, there are three fundamental things we have to watch out for. Uh, trends in terms of organizations, uh, technology, which uh, you know is advancing 
while we're speaking. Right. Uh, <laughs> globalization, the idea that we're not, you know, just ourselves here in this little world that we're in and cognition and that's this part about learning and understanding and so forth and so on so one of the one of the real big interests in capacity building is the ability for a board to learn to plan it's funny you know we all say people have plans so they do strategic plans uh, many of which end up on a shelf or you know a single sheet of paper that nobody looks at again and uh, and they worry about the operational plans that their executive does and they might review them but here's one that they rarely ever do and it's an important element of building board capacity and that's contingency planning or scenario planning Ooh, okay. they, they haven't thought about you know if i look down in the road you know two or three years what might happen so take the current situation we find ourselves in uh, with this ugly virus that's impacting the world. Yes. Uh, the the scenario wouldn't be, well, what happens if a virus hits? But the scenario is, you know, what if there's some kind of a catastrophe that alters the way we do business? Mm -hmm. So we could, you know, a board could think about what are those things? You know, you could have a major, uh, a major flood and your convention's out of the way, or you don't get your convention money uh, and so forth and so on. So, you know, if that occurred, what would we do? Or, you know, as technology advances, here's a, here's a good one. The industry now has competitors from the for-profit sector, and it never had these competitors from the for-profit sector before. They were always partners. Well, now some of those organizations are able to do work that associations did for themselves. So, you know, in a, in a world where we have a new set of competitors, how do we build our capacity? How do we come to understand what that means and how that will impact our work. We just can't live in the world the way it was, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's this, this fellow, you probably heard of him before, uh, Simon, uh, uh, Simon uh, Sayak, Sayak. Cynic, yes. Who, who wrote, uh, you know, uh, starting with why. But one of his one of his quotes is, "The future is only scary if we try to avoid it." It's, uh, <laughs> so you can't avoid these things, but you can plan for them. So right. one of the capacities that boards have to learn is to plan to be a board. Why do we exist? Not you know, not the particular discipline that we're in, but why does the board exist? What does it do? How does it set its direction? Is it a team, not just, you know, a group of individuals? And teaming, you know, it's hard work to learn how to be a team. And, and, and in my experiences, the boards very often don't think of themselves as teams. They think of themselves as representing somebody. You know, I represent uh, the people from a particular geographic area, or I represent this particular interest within the discipline or the industry. Well, that, there's truth to that. But the bigger truth is that they do it in the context of all of us for the good of the organization, for its mission, its goals, its sustainability. And so we need boards to be uh, learn. One of their capacities is to learn to be a team. And that is not easy work. It isn't, work, it isn't easy work in any business anywhere. So why would it be, why would it be any different in the association industry? Right. Right. And I think a lot of times, you know, depending on the organization, of course, but I think a lot of times, you know, you have people, a clash of egos in the boardroom. Yes. You have people jockeying for position. 
uh, I, I sometimes think it would be refreshing to see a board member fighting for their geographic area. Um, because sometimes it is all about ego. I think we've all had those kind of experiences. Uh, when I was a CEO, I made a presentation to the board about updating our sponsorship program. And, and they did the negative thing of defending their local chapter instead of thinking about the organization as a whole. And it's like, and it was a chapter system in which the chapters existed because the organization existed. And so they couldn't leave that outside the boardroom. And I think that's where building that teamwork, which builds the capacity, would come in so handy and helpful for boards in making these kind of decisions and in looking at that bigger picture of what's good for the entire organization, not just your local chapter in Connecticut or your local chapter in New York, or your local chapter in California. And uh, so many things were going through my head listening to all that wonderful advice of yours, uh, like living in the world you're in. You're right. You can't, you can't make decisions based on a glorious past that may or may not have existed which is something else I experienced. Um, right, right. You know, haven't we all? Right. Haven't we all? And uh, I think that the teaming is, is really important. And I really love that you emphasize how hard it is to teach people to be a team because I am a jock gone bad. I used to play a lot of sports. I was on or in an organized league, a Catholic Youth Council League in St. Louis. And it's hard to learn how to be on a team. And you learn the lesson the hard way if you don't play your part on the team. So for example, and as you're listening to this example, imagine it as a board situation. Okay, I was playing basketball. We were supposed to be playing zone defense. Little Missy here thinks she can steal the ball from the other team member, leaves her zone, snacks into the person on the other team, gets a huge black guy that swells her eyes shut. Uh -huh. And the coach says, you can just finish the quarter. Oh. Kept me in to finish the quarter. So now imagine that as a board scenario. Your board's supposed to be a team, but one of the board members runs out of their zone and gives <laughs> the organization a big black eye. So it is very hard to learn that. It's hard to realize I have to do my job as part of the team. I have I have a role on this team, and if I don't do my role, the team's going to suffer and fail. And this is where I think, Michael, we talked a little bit in prepping for today about building capacity increases performance and in successful performance. So, and then increased performance leads to more successful mission fulfillment. So could you speak to that for a couple of minutes? And yeah, let's, let's walk our way, uh, let's walk through those. Uh, so, you know, it's interesting when we use the word performance. Well, mm -hmm. What does it mean for the board to improve its performance? Does it mean that it goes through the checklist of what it has to do annually? You know, it's going to make sure that there was an audit and it's going to check that the audit was done. And, you know, there are certain other legal requirements. Checklists are not performance. Checklists right. are what they are. Mm -hmm. Performance has to do with the things you learn <clears throat> excuse me, the things you learn, the things you you want to learn about how it is that we improve our function as a board. How do we make sure that the best information gets up on top of the table? How do we learn from each other? Our performance is based not on what just we personally understand, but what we collectively understand. And that's why this idea of teaming becomes so terribly important. Mm -hmm. And then we have to talk about capacities uh, more particularly. Now, I usually list a group of capacities, but we don't have time today to do all of them. So let's just talk about a few. One is, I mentioned already, planning. 
a board has to learn to plan. Well, its performance will improve if it plans. There are three fundamental plans. There are strategic plans, there are operational plans, which the board should stay out of except for having their own operational plan. Right. You know, they, right. Shouldn't be, they shouldn't be worrying about the executives. The exec was told what to do. Let him or her develop the operational plans in that respect. But they should have an operational. And this other one is contingencies or scenarios that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. So one capacity is planning. Another capacity is learning the impact of technology. Mm-hmm. So... You know, a board has to come up with ways to understand the magic of what's going on in the world today. And, you know, just because they're a genius and uh, have great knowledge about uh, a particular uh, area in medicine or social studies or some education doesn't mean that they have a great knowledge about all the impacts of technology. So an element is to have an understanding of, you know, what's artificial intelligence mean? to organizations in the future. Have we even had this conversation with one another? What happens when uh, technology is no longer just the back room, you know, it takes care of, takes <laughs> care of, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the membership roles and so forth and so, but what happens when technology actually develops stuff, you know, machine learning, where this stuff comes on board? Uh, you know, what does a board know about that? They have to learn about. It. So technology is one of them. And then, the one that actually you mentioned and kind of uh, fly by there a few moments ago is communication, mm-hmm. how it is we communicate with one another. Now, if you don't know how to plan and you don't know how to communicate, and you don't know the impact of technology, you can't learn to be a good team in a modern world. The world is very different and, and, and boards question everybody's motives all the time. You know, uh, right. uh, they're always worried, you know, it's like that question, uh, you know, I, I think it was Emerson who once said, you know, uh, I dream of a better tomorrow where chickens can cross the road and not be questioned about their motives. <laughs> I love the transcendentalists. They are. <laughs> yeah, aren't they great? Yeah. So, so the first thing we think about when somebody, well, why did they do that? Well, they, they might have, you know just sit there and listen for a few seconds, you know? Yeah. So, so all, all this mixes together. Of course, there are more elements to it than this, but if we just practice some of those, those things that we've already mentioned here, you know, an un, a better understanding and learning of technology, ability to actually plan, uh, not to be struck by the, uh, by the office one holds, you know, it's not the office that makes us important. It's the collectiveness that that person brings. So can a chair be a better facilitator than they are just a leader uh, of, the, of the group and so forth and so on? And then, of course, as, as you know, you mentioned, these together are performance elements. So as we learn to team and our performance uh, builds, then we fulfill the mission of our organization much better uh, than we did in the past. That's where we want to go. And that is a great thought to close on because believe it or not, we've already uh, hit our wow. time. Uh, yeah, it's it's so fascinating, this topic and talking with you, Michael's always great, great uh, experience. And I want to thank Michael again for being our guest to talk about board capacity. And Michael, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they'd like to reach you directly? Directly, you can reach me uh, through email at uh, Michael B at associationactivision.com 
or go to my website, which is associationactivision.com, or I'm sure you can send a note through uh, Cecilia, and we'll be happy to get back with you. Yes, you so can. So thanks to everybody. Thank you, Michael. And yes, you can uh, contact Michael through uh, the Rogue Tulips website as well. And uh, on behalf of Michael and uh, Agnes Amos Coleman and myself, Cecilia Sepp, we want to thank you for joining us this week for Building Board Capacity. It's Monday, March 23rd, and uh, we hope that you are all doing well as we're all continuing to practice social isolation. And hopefully this episode will take your mind off your troubles for a few minutes. Uh, join us next week for our, we'll be back on next Monday, March 30th. And uh, if you'd like to learn more about Rogue Tulips, go to our website, roguetulips.com. And we encourage you to check out the 501C League, which is a virtual membership organization for everyone in the association community and the people who love them. So thank you. And just remember, take 15 minutes and talk to somebody because you might learn something. Bye till next week, everyone.